You're flying on your magic skis. You heard right. Go grab those magic skis and let's meet at Lake Louise. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Kelly Vanderbeek, Olympian sports broadcaster and photographer. Here we'll be delving into mountain tales from the past, present, and future while getting to know a few people we affectionately call Legends of Lake Louise. To kick things off, we're joined by a newly established bromance with Lucas Boudreaux, retired biathlete turned park and big mountain skier, and Mason Goodchild, broadcast tech ski dad guy. In this episode, you can expect a high level of stoke with contrasting experiences of an East versus West coaster and a veteran local skier versus a newbie to the wide boards. Plus, see if today's guests can name that sound and hear how they answer our fast five. Lucas, Mason, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Pleasure. I'm excited to to have you guys here. And uh, it's quite interesting as two guests. You kind of have opposites. I mean, you're from either side of the country. Lucas, PEI. It's as far east as you can get in Canada. And... Mason, I mean, Golden, really, this is your home turf. This is where yeah. you've grown up. This is where your family continues to yeah. live today. Um, also, you grew up downhill skiing, and Lucas, you grew up on the skinny little skis doing cross-country and biathlon. So uh, how did you both end up here? But Lucas, you're a bit more interesting because you came from PEI, <laughs> and now uh, you've cross-country athlete turned downhiller. Can you talk a little bit about what attracted you to this region and why Lake Louise? Uh, one of the reasons why I came out here originally was because one of the training centers was actually in Canmore. Uh, so I came to train out here with some of the best in the country. Um, and then after a couple seasons racing out here, just decided it wasn't for me anymore and then retired and then found my way in on the fat uh, downhill skis. <laughs> So I have the opposite story. I was a downhiller and I came here and learned how to cross-country ski and I I genuinely love it. But one of the funniest things I've recently heard was somebody describing who thought it was a good idea to make a sport of the awkward part of downhill skiing when you're just skating to get to the lift line (laughs) and then let's just take just that part and make it the full-time sport. (laughs) And so it made me chuckle. uh, But you're new to downhill. Can you talk a little bit about how the community has helped you? I mean, I I heard a stat an hour and a half to get down Paradise Bowl at Lake Louise. Um, That takes a lot of patience and friends to to give you that hour and a half uh, for context for people listening. Most people, it's one, two, three minutes, five minutes if it's really epic day or something. But uh, so walk us through the patience of the people around you to get you to where you are today. Yeah, like everybody, like Mason, everybody else and like our team that we all ski with, it's just everybody's so supportive, everybody's stoked. Um, and then, yeah, that day on Paradise Bowl, it was a it was a rough time, a lot of crashing in the big moguls there. But yeah, it was super fun. And to see how far we've come in the last couple of years has been like really sweet and super fun it's incredible yeah i met lucas uh i think it was last season and definitely a little awkward on the sticks um, yeah. <laughs> but you know just skiing with him want to say as much as i can i've been this year uh his progress has gone up exponentially um it's just it is it's, it's an incredible to see him he's got some athletic proness that i just don't have you just don't have, I don't know, 70 plus days is what you average on skis in a year, Mason. Yeah. So you're the other end of the spectrum. But now you have a three-year-old son. Uh, can you just talk about how you learn and just that whole generational aspect of the love of the mountains and skiing? Yeah, so, um, you know, I do, I do love skiing. I, I definitely, uh, as a dad now, and I live in the city, so it's not 
Um, it's a little bit harder to get out, but we still have a huge passion for it. Um, I grew up in Lake Louise uh, as a kid and everything, so kind of having that hill right there at your disposal every day. My mom worked at the ski hill, and my dad just worked for parks, and you know, you're just out there every day skiing. You're in the, in the wilderness, it's the mountains, and I pretty much had free reign of the lake itself and um, so you, I just want to keep that up keep it going let my son you know get into the mountains and live it and I want to be chasing him when I'm 60 and he's 30. Well that's the dream right yeah, to chase exactly to, to be it. chasing your kids that's the dream and you're a broadcast tech so uh, for context where we're listening we actually Mason and I have crossed paths professionally um, he is the broadcaster and you as a broadcast tech um, and you have lived an Olympic dream, and you came about it from a different perspective. So can you talk a little bit about your experience as a broadcast tech and how it has sort of brought you into so many different aspects of mountains around the world, but also sport? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I am a broadcast tech. Uh, basically, the shortness of it is I go in, I set up um, all the technical infrastructure for a sports broadcast, uh, whether it's the cables, the cameras, and then I just make sure it works, whether it's the cables itself that works or the, the cameras. You know, everything has to work. There's a lot more than just a camera going to your TV, and there's a whole lot more. Um, so with that, I do travel, uh, and the highlights of my career have been going to events like the Korea and China Olympics and working the slopes down half-pipe events. Uh, you know, being on those courses, riding up with the athletes, talking to them about their experience and everything like that. It's, it's really, it's, it's like almost surreal to be involved in, in the sport that I love. And uh, I do a job that I absolutely love. And um, at the end of the day, my work is removed from the sport. So it's not like I'm taking, I'm not taking anything home, but like I'm also... I could ski and not be like, ah, this is just like work. And, you yeah. know, everyone's like, oh, why don't you be a ski instructor? And it's like, well, why would I want to do that? Like, yeah. I, I yeah. Have, you know. well, when you work in the industry, you tend to do a lot less skiing, right? Whereas yeah. for you, uh, there's, yeah, I, I understand that, I suppose. And yeah. uh, I know uh, Ron McLean quite well. He's a broadcaster in Canada and does Hockey Night in Canada. And when he started as a sports broadcaster, he was really worried it would take his love of sport mm-hmm. out of it. And so he, he reluctantly went into sports broadcasting. And in the end, it, he's spectacular. He loves it. He still loves sport. Um, so that fear didn't come true. But I understand that sort of juggling act of, of work to sport, doing what you love. Yeah. And, and how does that all those pieces fit together? Yeah, you don't want it too drenched. And, uh, you know, the other thing that's really nice is it is freelance work. So I can go out, work a bunch, and then I, I come home, you know, a lot like this spring. And I just ski every day I can and well um, we're talking about passing that passion on to your kid too right and so he's three and he's already doing crystal bowl laps at kicking horse yeah um so can he teach Lucas a few things on the hill already okay all right so so Lucas you're already having to chase the three-year-old okay yeah pretty much um there's a good visual though and I think everybody can picture it in their mind's eye when they have a little kid going up a palma or a t-bar but in this case the story is a palma 
a five-year-old kid being dragged up on his belly at yep. the Palma that went up to the peak <laughs> in Lake Louise. Um, I can see it in my mind's eye. And Mason, that was you. Yeah. So my question now is, Lucas, have you ever done that as an adult? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we missed the Palma, um, though. I, I skied the Palma the first year. Yes, skiing. you did get some Palma experience. Um, Good. For those who don't know, there's no more Palma at the top of Lake Louise. It's now a beautiful chairlift that takes you right to the peak. I was so scared the first time going up that totally. thing. Like holding on to that, I was just like, yeah, oh yeah, my once you gosh. Hit the head wall, it, it just becomes like you feel it want to pull you out of your boots. Yeah. And, you know, when you're like 50 pounds, oh, you're, you're going to get <laughs> yanked up and you don't want to let go. Do you remember being dragged by the Palma at five years old? Like, is that I, a, a I memory? Do. It is a memory. Okay. I remember, like, my dad yelling at me, like, just let go. And I'm like, no, we're almost over the crest. Like, it's just a little further. And, yeah, it's it's funny about, you know, it's something that you would see quite often is the race kids just not letting go. Like, we're halfway up the head wall. It's like, you might as well just finish it. And, and then, you know. Everyone's at the top. Like, you should have let go. And it's like, well, then well, but you then guys would have to come back down and we would miss the backside runs. And That's commitment. That's commitment. So, yeah. Lucas, uh, we've talked a little bit about your athleticism and how in four years, five years now, so yeah, give or take. This is the fourth season. Fourth yeah. season of downhill skiing. Um, and now you're starting in some big mountains, some park competitions. You're just, you know, you're kind of dabbling into that world a little bit. Uh, that takes some athleticism. Tell us a little bit about your family and where you come from, because you were also a junior male athlete of the year at PEI, but you let something slip about your family too. Yeah, I come from a super competitive athletic background. <laughs> oh, the competitive um, thing is new. Okay, yeah. 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 So I'm a twin, actually. Oh, number wow. one. Yeah, so, number one. Yeah, me and my twin brother, and then mom and dad, um, we've all either been nominated or finalists for some sort of form of PEI athlete uh, volunteer of the year. Um, and mom and dad, both growing up, like tons of sports. Canada, like, I think we've been to 15 Canada games as a family, wow. um, which is super, super cool. And then just growing up with a twin brother, just always super competitive and growing up around like sport my whole life. It's just kind of ingrained. Yeah. Yeah. Now I love talking about favorite moments at Lake Louise and things that stand out that sort of make you take a pause and just sort of soak it all in. And there's one thing at Lake Louise that I absolutely love when I show up on a cold day is when there's an inversion. And it's actually warmer at the top of the mountain than the bottom of the mountain. And Lucas, you have a memory of an epic powder day that was also an inversion. Can you tell us about why that stands out? Yeah, last year, we like rocked up in the morning, couldn't see anything. And then you broke out of the six pack and everything just like opened up. And it was just like, gorgeous it was like a 20 cm day everybody was stoked midweek all your friends your like local buddies and everybody was so stoked and i remember like calling my boss at the top of like summer chair so wait a sec did you skip work to to go to the hill oh, I, okay I, yeah. I did, that, I that was a, a powder sick day yeah, okay yeah. we've all had those go on yeah i was supposed to work at two o'clock <laughs> and i remember calling my boss in the like waiting for the gu- alphabet gullies to open and it's like one o'clock and I'm like, hey, like send him a picture of like 50 of us just like waiting for this rope drop to happen. And he's just like, yeah, you can come in at 430. It's it's totally OK. And then just some of the best skiing, just like so quiet. 
is what I remember. And just like skiing down into this inversion. And it was just so, so cool. It's it, such a good Yeah. Trip. And there is, there's a quiet to fresh snow. Yeah. And I actually learned recently about the science of why that is because of the mesh that snow makes. It actually yeah. dampens sound. So the, the quiet that comes with fresh snow is unlike anything else you can yeah. experience. It's so calming. And then yeah. like you get to the bottom and all your friends are just, woo. Yeah. We make the noise. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> so stoked. It was it was for sure one of the best days ever. Amazing. Yeah. Mason, do you have a memory that stands out or a place or a location in Lake Louise that really just kind of makes you take pause? It's it's a lot. Um, you know, when I, when I went back, so I moved back to Lake Louise back in 2016, and I lived up there at the Chateau until the pandemic. And, of course, we had Warren, like, a week after the pandemic. So for the four years I was in Lake Louise, it was really a, it was really a time where like you could just get back into the Lake Louise roots, you know, after being in Calgary for a while and Golden for a while. And it really made me uh, proud of my hometown. Um, one week in particular, uh, a couple of years ago, um, some boys from, a couple of skiers and some guys from thenewschoolers.com came out to Lake Louise and I took them around uh, it was a pretty big moment for me, you know, one was like, this was someone that I had, like the photographer was someone I had known off New Schoolers for, you know, over the, over the, I've been on New Schoolers for 16 years, so I've known him for a long time to meet him and take him out to show, like, this is my mountain, show these pro skiers, like, my mountain, where the, where the big lines are, it was really just a, I don't know, it's just a very proud, humble, hometown experience like you got to show these people this is your this is where you're from and yeah like what gives you the pride in your hometown and everything like that. yeah I totally I there's so much pride right um yeah. I think for anybody wherever you come from there is a lot of pride um but there are there is pride where people have to convince you why it's great like mm -hmm. we were for a while um we thought, my husband and I, we thought about moving to Calgary and um, came to our senses. And we live in uh, Canmore, Alberta now, closer to the mountains, right in the mountains, actually, but close to Lake Louise. And I remember looking at homes in Calgary and everybody was trying to convince us that their neighborhood was the best neighborhood to be in. And it was sort of like, okay, all right. But, but there's no convincing when you have a group of people and there's just pride. Yeah. Say, enjoy. Like, this is my favorite run. This is my favorite view. This is, And it's just... Well, of course. You can't of take course. it. You can't, yeah. Um, sad, jaded, and it, you know. Yeah. It, and it doesn't get old. No. It doesn't get old. So, Lucas, um, there's another event that we have at Lake Louise. Again, part of this crazy ski culture, the Slush Cup. And on your Instagram profile, I saw you doing the walk of shame <laughs> out of this huge puddle. So I'll describe what the Slush Cup is. is you, you, essentially, it's springtime. There's a huge pool that gets built at the bottom uh, right by the lodge, there's a jump. You try and clear the pool or just skim the top and get to the other side and, and get out more or less untouched by the water. That was not your experience. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, so that was the first time ever doing that. I've never water skied growing up as a kid or anything like that. Like, oh, you were just right in the deep end. Yeah, you're just, just, like, you're just like, let's do this. Yeah, everybody's like, yeah, I carry lots of speed. And first thing I do is I hit the water and I just like, oh, I'll just like lean back and kind of like skim through it instantly heads in the water and I'm just like, oh, like a beached whale pretty much. Um, and it's just like, you come out of the water, everybody's like cheering, just like, woo, yeah, it was. 
super, super fun. And I think everybody should do that at least once. Okay, will you do it again? Uh, 100% in a okay. heartbeat, yeah. Okay. Uh, biggest thing, if you haven't done it, I'd say throw an extra pair of clothes in your bag. Um, or, Mason's or in nodding. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I like thought about that and I was like, and then changed after because I was like, oh, it's nice to be dry after instead of being soaking wet all day, but super, super fun and sick vibes all day for sure. Mason, you must have some, uh, some, you're just nodding at the yes, bring a change of clothes if you're going to do slush cup. But is there any other tips that if you were to bring somebody into your home and show the show it off? I'm curious, what's your favorite run um, to show off? And and do you have any insider insight as a home uh, homegrown local? Yeah, uh, definitely like um, my favorite spot off the backside is it's, it's the alphabet shoots, Whitehorn 2. Uh, you go all the way down to the end, and it's the H and I gully. Uh, and they're pretty unique for Lake Louise because it's a, it's a little bit more rocky and pillowy, steeper. Whereas a lot of Lake Louise's, you know, steep open bowls, this is steep, tight shoots, and it's it's just a it's a spot not a lot of people go to either. So it's definitely my favorite place to take people. Like this is, you could find something in here, and you you look at it now, and it's unfortunate that they never it never got around to opening this year. I definitely feel like it's taken a little bit out of me for not being there, but. Um, most years, though, it's open. This, yeah, this most, is a yeah, fairly so unique it's, it's year. It's a different yeah. year this year, but yeah. this year it's it's definitely like the place to go. Um, or you or you go up and you ski Brown Cow. They had a name change. I'm sorry, I can't remember what it was. It's called Brown Cow now. Yes, Brown Cow. Yeah, you go up the Brown Cow shoots, and uh, <laughs> and those are just also like that was when I compete. That's like my testing. Like if I can go okay. and ski this fast, fluid. This is like, okay, this is what I could train on for everything else. Oh. And it's, you know, the best of what Louise has to offer. You compete Big Mountain. Yeah. Um, and there are delays at times, right? If there's an accident or something, there'll, there'll be delays, and that's just a, a part of sport. Um, but uh, there was one where there was a delay, and the cameraman, camera operator, they got bored, all of a sudden they're focused on you, and the whole world is watching you read mm. comic books. Yes. <laughs> Nice. Uh, like comic what book. comic book? <laughs> uh, I had a big issue one of the Walking Dead anthology. Oh. It was like the first hundred issues. Um, and yeah, basically during World Cup, we have uh, these little huts and it's where a bunch of the camera and fiber equipment is. And so we have people watching it. And this was a couple years ago. Yeah, big, big accident. Had to get helied off. And we were just on dead air for like 20 minutes and I'm sitting on top of my hut it's a scaffold hut in a lawn chair sunglasses just soaking in the sun and you know legs crossed up might as well have had a lemonade or something I was just gonna say I, yeah I wish I had a lemonade and I'm just <laughs> yeah I'm just sitting there reading this fat book of just comics just and comics yeah it goes to air and everyone saw it you know Everyone went goes down to the base as well on their jumbotron, and yeah. it was it's a nice moment. It's how that's it's a good snippet of what my job's like, and yeah. I get to relax at times and soak it all in. And there are times you don't have time to read comics, but no, <laughs> <laughs> but usually there is. 
All right, now I'm going to bring in the competitive spirit that was mentioned earlier on by Lucas, and we are going to have Name That Sound. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, Name That Sound, you're gonna, we're going to play a sound for you. You're going to try and identify it as quickly as, can, as you can, and then uh, whoever is fastest to identify that sound will, uh, will win bragging rights for okay, the absolutely. entire yeah, day. I All right, this. are you guys ready? Yeah. Okay. It's a rail. So you're hitting oh, a rail? No, that's a, that's like me whacking the lift tower. <laughs> that's my pole. That's actually probably what it is. It, it is a rail, and it's a board landing okay. on a rail. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I like the lift tower. I, I like the lift tower. Yeah, yeah. It, has it that. sounds right. It had a little yeah. bit more reverb. Yeah, yeah. off of like a paradise chair. Yeah, yeah that twang. Get ski tip yeah. on it. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's yeah. when, I, if you don't follow... Um, Jerry of the day. Every now and then, there's one that comes or somebody hits their pole, and then all of a sudden they get tangled up. And yeah, they're just all over the map. And yeah, yeah. Mason, you might have fallen off a chair um, when yeah. you were young too. Hey, yeah, um, that was uh, Topo. That's my like grade one claim to fame. Uh, back when I was racing, uh, my yeah, I basically got on Topo. It was a four pack back then, and I didn't get on properly. I was the instructor was dealing with. The other two children. And were you ski racing at this time? I was ski racing at this yeah. time. Yeah. And a lot of big mountains have mountain skiers yeah, have a background in ski racing. That we started with and yeah. I want to get worn into it. And uh, basically she had me by the hood. And <laughs> um, I slipped and we got up over like tower three oh, over no. the glacier goes underneath. Oh, that's high. Oh that's really yeah. high. And it was either you drop me then or you go up into the gully where it gets a little higher. And Ooh. I I do have a memory of like the collective <gasps> gasp of me falling, and then it's just like smack. And oh. uh, my mom worked in the ops building at the time, so she, she like was freaking out about the call. And I remember like waking up in the hospital with a cast. At least casts were really cool in grade one. Yeah, it was Did everybody sign your cast. It was purple. I, yeah, I think Super we had cool. it until like we moved out of Lake Louise, <laughs> and it smelled like a oh, lake. No. That's an unusual trophy to hold on to. But yeah, okay. This is my All first right. big cast. I was, my yeah. dad has a lot of unusual trophies. So uh, I'm not nice. So um, I, my husband had nerves about kids. You know, we have a son and him falling off the chair. I'm like, that never happens. And it, like, it rarely, rarely, oh. and it doesn't happen now. Like The security measures are different. It's a new chair I at Topo. I have a death grip on my boy when I'm going up the chair. Well, Even like, yeah. unless my wife is like, I have him. I'll okay, I'll relax a bit. I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I think just, I'm too chill. That's all, I, that's all I picture. That's all I could think of. Is I come from a hill that, like, PEI is bigger hills than I come from at uh, Chicopee in uh, Kitchener, Ontario. So even if you jumped off for fun, it was like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, not, not top. I would but. chase after him, though, if he fell. All right. We're <laughs> <laughs> if your best friend jumped, would you jump? Uh, no, just my kid. Just your kid. <laughs> I, I kind of get that. Yeah. 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 You'll do anything for your yeah. kid. Yeah. 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 Okay. We're now moving on to the fast five. Okay. We'll start with Lucas. Favorite run at Lake Louise? Uh, ER3. All right. 100%. Mason? Uh, we're going to put it back in H. Back in H. Current board, or well, I'm going to say ski. You've done enough different sports. We're going to keep you at least yeah. on two planks, <laughs> Lucas. Sure. Yeah. Your favorite ski of joints? Uh, the Solomon Blank 112. Okay. Yeah. Right. Love that thing. Nice. Mason? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give all my love to ON3P. I'm currently on the Woodsman 102 as my daily driver. And uh, for the big days, we're on the Billy Goats. Billy Goats. 
Billy Goats. It's always a good, I love the names of ski runs, the names of skis. Like it's really, we could just have yeah. a, like a comedic bit just yeah. with using those oh, names the creatively. Goats, the goats give me the spirit of the goat. <laughs> and it's actually on the tip is like the spirit of the goat. And so, I, I harness it. Have, you ever, have either of you ever been to Cortina or the Dolomites oh, in Italy? No. So beautiful. It was always my favorite World Cup was in Cortina. And the warm-up run uh, was right beside the top where we'd stop right before dropping in. And uh, it's just this huge rock face, just, com- in my opinion, completely vertical. And without fail, our morning warm-up, there'd be three or four goats on that rock shelf oh, no. where you cannot figure out how they're even surviving no. or getting there or getting mm-hmm. out of there. And they're there watching. They're yeah. literally watching us. Like, oh, this is cool. Look at those people yeah. doing those gates. Yeah, they crave um, that mineral. Yeah. You know, it's on the side of all that. All right, Lucas, top song choice when dropping in. Uh, it's going to have to be Heave Away. Sometimes we're bound for Liverpool. Sometimes we're bound for Spain. Heave Away. Me Johnny's Heave Away. A little like uh, Sea Shanty. Yeah. <laughs> That's appropriate for yeah. East Coast. Yeah. I, I hope we can, everybody at home is just going to take notes of all these songs from these episodes and, and even compile a playlist from these songs because it would be eclectic and it would be wonderful. Yeah. All right. Now, Mason. Top song choice for yourself? Oh. Dropping into H Gully. So I personally don't listen to music skiing. I don't either. I like the quiet. But and when go on. I compete, I honestly just black out. So I could have music in, and I would like, I used to try always having music in, and I would get to the bottom and be like, oh, there's music. I forgot. Oh. And um, so it's usually whatever song is in my head from the day. Um, sometimes it's whatever's on the radio or like, you know, my son's been watching a lot of Mickey Mouse lately. Mm. So there's some Mickey Mouse in my head. I swear to there's, God. There's I no s- pump-up music for me. It's all just, I all just go. You're just naturally pumped up? Yeah, I just, I'll just really sing. and Quiet, subtle voice, but naturally Some kind of anthem will go through my head. Right. I'll just shut it out. Yeah. I, I had Paw Patrol in my head for the first five years Ooh. of my son's mm-hmm. life. <laughs> Lucky we haven't really introduced that into the house. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lucas, go to lens color. Uh, probably like an emerald or pink okay. for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mason? Uh, I got the best of both worlds. It's pink or all black. All black. Okay. Yeah. So it's either super bright or super dark. Yeah. Which is kind of Lake Louise. Yeah. Usually can one. Yeah, there's not there's not much in between, and it's honestly we're lucky to have as much sunshine as we do. Yes. It's amazing. I was yeah. on the west coast for a while, and yeah, it's uh, it can be a challenge when you come across tourists and they're like, I haven't seen the sun in weeks. And I'm like, I just gotta go to Alberta. Yeah, <laughs> that's my only solution. Find some trees. Yeah. Okay, Lucas. Now we're wrapping. We're getting to the near end of this. Um, we might have a coffee after this because it is still morning. However, um, Apreski is a huge part at least uh, and I'm, I think I'm just growing into my Apreski uh, yeah. lifestyle personally. Um, what's your drink of choice? Uh, I'm not a big drinker honestly but That's probably all good. like my husband is an the hot chocolate with whipped cream and extra sprinkles. Oh. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you big, are a man after fan. my heart. Yeah, big fan. <laughs> So I was introduced to coffee uh, through skiing culture and stuff, and it was always about the half hot chocolate and the machines and then the half coffee. When I had a real mocha, like at a proper barista, and I was like, no, no, no. Lodge half hot chocolate out of the machine with the button, timing it just perfectly for the ratio. Yeah, Yeah. and then hit it with the whipped cream too. Oh, Oh, yeah. All right, yeah, Yeah. you should see your face right now. You're like 
if, if you it's were like drooling, drooling, it would, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Mason, drink so choice. That's, that's what, War, what uh, Warren drinks, what Lucas has for after. So, <laughs> um, Again, the three-year-old yeah. and Lucas, they're yeah. kind of like two peas in a pod yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, I, I like just, you know, a good crispy tall boy. Crispy tall boy. Usually in the parking lot with my son and he'll have his bottle. Yeah. Sometimes a hot chocolate. But <laughs> and, yeah, and then just a coffee because I'm driving back yeah. the commute. It's the daily grind. Yeah. The yeah. amount of coffee I have in a day is... I have to max out it too. Uh, Otherwise I go, I go crazy. I, I have to switch uh, to the hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get the sugar rush going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get a little too jittery, wired. Yeah. Brain starts going ding, 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 ding. But the drive is a real thing. Uh, I'm expecting, and I love the drive too. And I think a lot of guests who will be listening to this are probably going to be doing this drive. They're going to be driving out to Louise, hearing you guys tell your tales. So thank you for doing this, and thank you for uh, helping share your love of the mountains. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is is awesome. This is really fun. Yeah, super fun. Getting to know you both a little better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta come chase both of us. We're usually, okay. we're usually you can usually find us together at the hill. So. Yeah, and if you can't bromance. see us, you can usually hear us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can definitely hear us. Yeah. Okay. We're yelling off paradise at you. Yeah. Perfect. Well, you can just see whoever's going fastest down the mountain. It's usually me, but yeah. I stop often so that I don't drop the group I'm with. So I do three turns, <laughs> and I just stop. And then yeah. I do three turns, and then I stop. And I'm okay with that. I like yeah. I like to be with people. It's about <laughs> being with people. It's not about ripping or doing vertical and we're like oh like how many runs did you get in i'm like really i do not care i'm like like, i don't even know like yeah yeah. i i I never keep track of that stuff i just but i i do naturally go a little fast yeah as long as we're having fun that's what that's what matters at the end of the day you have your moment of skiing but then you just wait for your friends to join you collectively yeah yeah i'm not there to yeah i've 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 done the speed thing. I've done, yeah. you know, and I know what I love to do. And every now and then I'll have one day where I'm by myself and it happens to be a powder day, but that's, yeah, I'll have a great time. I would pick the day with my friends oh. stopping every two turns Absolutely. every single time. Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah. Especially if my kiddos. Yeah. Into. Oh, Go. It's, <laughs> a, it's a whole different experience skiing with him now. And yeah, it's uh, really gives me like a fresh breath of air to the sport. Yeah. I get that. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Want to follow today's guests? You can find them on Instagram at mgoodchild and at lucasboudreau15. If you joined us because you needed a mountain break from daily life or perhaps you were passing the time while driving to Lake Louise, whatever the case, thanks for choosing to share your time with us. As always, it's a privilege. On behalf of Lake Louise Ski Resort, I'm Kelly Vanderbeek. That wraps today's episode. Stay tuned as more legends visit me and my microphone.